2004. Athens hosts the Summer Olympics. The sitcom Friends aired its last episode. Mark Zuckerberg launches the Facebook, a networking site for Harvard University students. The first same-sex marriage is celebrated in Massachusetts, and a Cinderella story is released in theaters. I'm Hope Carew. I'm Paige Smith. And this is History Duffs. I am so excited to be talking about a Cinderella story. This is my favorite Hilary Duff movie. Potentially my favorite movie. Yeah, today is Hope Day. It's Hope Day. <laughs> it's Hope Day up in the house. <laughs> Sorry about that. That was horrible. Um. <laughs> so give us a little information about where you were in 2004, what this movie means to you. Okay, July 2004. I'm just turned 10 mm-hmm. on the second. Honestly, good chance that I saw this movie in theaters with my stepmom, who's also a July birthday. I don't know, but this is our favorite movie. Like, this is our, like, mother-daughter movie. Do you know how it became to be your mother-daughter movie? Well, it's about, like, Cinderella, which we've, we'd always had a joke because I have the best stepmom in the world. I've known her, like, my whole life pretty much, so... I've always been, like, her little mini-me. I was obsessed with her. Like, she was so cool. Like, it was not, like, the I hate my stepmom, wicked stepmother trope that's in the media. And so she and I really, like, used to lean into that as a, as a joke a lot. Like, she'd be, like, your wicked stepmother, and we would laugh about it. And then, of course, this movie came out, and we would watch it, and it was just so funny how Jennifer Coolidge was, like, so mean to Hilary Duff. And also, like, my stepmom's blonde, so she could, like, do the impersonation, and it was just funny. Aww. And it's so so funny. One time, this is hilarious, one time we were, like, doing that bit with each other, and my grandma saw it. (laughs) Wait, where your your stepmom was, like, bullying you. She was like, you're not that pretty, and you're not that bright. And my grandma, like, my, you know, my dad's mom was like, "Ah, wait, what did she just say? And we were like, oh, my God, no, 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 it's a joke. It's a joke. Oh, no. It's just a sign of how much we actually (laughs) like and love each other that we can joke about it. But I just remember my grandma being like, wait, you can't say that. Your poor grandma (laughs) was probably so scared for you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but I love this movie. And it's so funny, too, because my sister's name is Fiona. So the fact that her name is Fiona and it's Fiona's Diner, it's just like an added bonus for my family. Yeah. Absolutely. And anytime my stepmom makes cookies, it's like, mmm, moist. <laughs> I love those movies. In my family, we call them Smith Family Classics. Oh, like, yeah. The ones we grew up watching, we always quote with each other. You That's know? so weird because in my family, we call them Smith Family Classics. Yeah, I think it's pretty universal. <laughs> Well, what's your relationship with the movie? Enough about me. Just kidding. We'll talk about me later, guys. Don't worry. I'm pretty Don't tune out. (laughs) (laughs) Stay tuned. I'm coming back, but for a second, Paige is going to speak. Thank you for giving me an opportunity. Yeah, TikTok cutting into your time right now. (laughs) I listened back on the episode, and it's been edited out mysteriously. (laughs) Weird Uh, how the footage got lost. Footage. (laughs) I love this movie as well. It doesn't resonate with me on such a deep level, but I do believe I saw it in theaters with my mom, as I did with most Hilary Duff movies back in the day. Um, and After just... your mom um, did something wrong and right. had, to, had to make you had to forgive her. She, she was trying to make it up to me. Yeah, after your... 
That's so funny. Your mom's going to be pretty offended, I think, when she listens. No, no, no. But it was truly like she would do nothing wrong and feel really guilty about it. Oh, that classic, like, I'm a bad mom. And it's like, what? What? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That was really only for the Lizzie McGuire movie. Okay. This was, because I didn't get a CD after this one. (laughs) I have to say, my brother got lice when I was in kindergarten. And I was so jealous of him because my stepmom, <laughs> this is her episode, my stepmom gave him a CD to make him feel better. Oh. And I was like, damn, <laughs> wish I could get a CD. I feel like I should get a CD for not catching lice. Give me some of that lice and I'll get a CD. I got lice when I was like 14 years old. Oh, that's a bummer. <laughs> like way too old to get lice. That's a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, like, I'm a nanny, so I've had some lice scares. Yeah. I've had some <laughs> lice scares, and <laughs> I, like, once, like, my biggest, like, breakup in college, like, right after that, like, the next day, I had a lice scare, and I was just, like, Your sobbing. ex-boyfriend gave you lice? No, but it was from the kid I nannied, so it was, like, I was in a dark place like sobbing at (laughs) H-E-B looking for the lice medicine (laughs) or whatever and honestly I didn't even catch the lice but it was you know you have to you you gotta be careful you gotta know yeah totally you gotta be careful so you saw this movie in theaters with your mom yeah this I was nine years old what's your movie theater go-to like snack um popcorn Mm. So, super original. Yeah, I've never heard of popcorn at the movies before, actually. Well, when I was in high school, I worked at a movie theater, and we could have unlimited popcorn and unlimited soda. We just had to bring our own containers. BYOC, baby. (laughs) Um, Which is perfect, because you've always carried around that popcorn tin. Right. Well, now I do, just in case. You never know. Um, Page popcorn. But they didn't get Dr. Pepper until after I left. Oh, that's a bummer. I didn't even drink the soda. I just had ICs. <laughs> For all of our fans, Paige, and honestly, Paige converted me, but Paige is the biggest Dr. Pepper fan I know. I am a big fan. I was going to say you are too. Yeah, I but it's I... because of you. Really? I think so. Because of when we lived together, or just like being your friend, because I don't really think I drank Dr. Pepper. I mean, I'm from Ohio. Yeah. It's not as big a thing there. You go to Texas, it's everywhere. I know that this isn't a Dr. Pepper podcast. It might as well be. (laughs) But this was when I was a kid, so it's on topic. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember my very first Dr. Pepper. (laughs) (laughs) Of course you do. My family. That's a core memory. If we we did like the inside out of your brain, it would just be like (laughs) you drinking a Dr. Pepper. Yeah, my family used to drive to St. Helens, Washington for uh, Thanksgiving every year. And it felt like a three-hour drive. In reality, it was like 35 minutes. But I took a nap on the way. Hell yeah. And when I woke up, my parents were like, we all got sodas. And this one is grandma's favorite soda. They were like, we didn't know what soda you wanted, so we got you grandma's favorite. Aww. And it was Dr. Pepper. Wait, how old were you? And you're ta- you're old enough to take a nap, but you're young enough to have never had soda before. <laughs> so I'm wondering, like, did your parents give you soda way too young? Well, I had other sodas, just not Dr. Pepper. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> I'm, like, thinking of you as, like, a three-year-old. <laughs> just chugging if, that yeah. Dr. Pep, which I hope you Well, weren't. it was, like, a special thing. Oh, a special thing. Because okay. it was, like, everyone got sodas. Paige can't not have a soda. Oh, I see. You know what I mean? So yeah. So, like, this is the one we picked for you. Yeah, it's like how I came in holding a coffee to babysitting, and then the, the two-year-old was like, I want to 
she says, I want to have a drink with hope. <laughs> and her mom's like, what have you guys been doing? <laughs> Long, hard day. Of being I'm a like, kid. hey, sorry, we take shots together every morning. <laughs> I need a drink. <laughs> oh, my God. What were, we, what were we saying? Oh, just our relationship to the movie. I freaking love this movie. <laughs> I know. I've I... seen it at so many sleepovers. I feel like. It's the perfect sleepover movie. Perfect movie? Yes, that's I heard... what I said. <laughs> And it was just, like, such a perfect time for that movie in my life. Oh, also my relationship with the movie is that this is... I talked about her in the last episode, but my stepsister looked exactly like young Sam. Really? Yes. And I remember, like, thinking my stepsister was so cool. (laughs) I mean, partly because she was cool and we were the same age, but partly because I was like... You know, you look exactly like young Sam from a That's Cinderella so story. Oh yeah. my gosh, I love it. To this day, I'll, I'll, I'll tell her that to her face. Did she grow up to look like Hilary Duff, or was the casting way off? I don't think that she looks like Hilary Duff. <laughs> Just young Sam. Just young Sam. Yeah. 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 Totally. Um, but more important than when where we were in 2004. Yes. Where the heck was Hilary? Where the heck was she? What was she up to? I, th- I feel like she was in Hollywood? Correct. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Miss Hillary was booked and busy, though, let me tell you. We say this every year. I know, I know. 2004, arguably her biggest. Yeah. 2003 and 2004 are huge. She is a star on the rise. She is, like... Bright in the sky, bright, bright light in our lives. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, I think that that has to do a lot with her new manager, she got a new manager in 2004, a man named Robert Thorne, Ooh. who had previously managed the Olsen twins. <gasps> and he took them from these, like, you know, video stars into this huge brand. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he did a really similar thing with Hilary Duff in 2004. Yes, he did. In fact, they both had fashion lines. Yeah. They both have music. They had dolls. They had dolls. I was going to say the supplies. Dolls. They had toothbrushes. You could buy anything Hillary Duff you wanted. Same way the Olsen twins. You know, I had Olsen twin everything growing oh. up. See the thing. Okay, something about me is that I had like a very deep internal life as a child that I did not communicate to my parents at all. Like, and I don't think my mom knew how much I loved Hillary Duff, or I would have oh. had a Hillary Duff toothbrush. Yeah. Because this is, like, one time I told my mom, I was, like, I used to just, like, fantasize about building a birdhouse all the time as a kid. And I would, like, fall asleep thinking about it. And she's, like, you could have told me that. We could have easily built a birdhouse. But I'm, like, where are my Hillary Duff shirts? Why do you think that was, that you didn't share those parts of yourself with your mom? Honestly, it's because I thought they were so obvious. Oh, I didn't think I had to. Every kid gets to build a birdhouse and you're just patiently waiting for your turn. Yeah. And like, obviously, I love Hillary Duff. Does it need to be said? Right. I thought it was just like the truth of the universe. Do I have to prove that to you? Yeah, no, I'm definitely not um, an undersharer in general, but there were certain like universal truths that I didn't realize were just me. That's so interesting. You thought yeah. everyone was obsessed with Hilary Duff. Yeah. And everyone had the desire to build a birdhouse. I also thought that when you moved houses, you had to switch houses with the previous owners, like right. with the other owners. So it was a trade. I had a lot of uh, misconceptions <laughs> in 2004. Sure. Yeah, yeah. That's totally understandable. But I'm riding high either were you, way. Were you 10 years old when you thought you had to swap houses? Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, definitely had that thought, like, mm-hmm. at least 10, 10 and under. Yeah. yeah. One of my, like, longest-held convictions was that war was the army fighting the Navy. Mm. Did we already talk about this on this podcast? <laughs> I don't know, but I can understand why you'd feel that way. Yeah, well, my dad went to West Point, and so I grew up hearing, go Army, beat Navy all the time, mm-hmm. not understanding it was football. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, I never understood. I was like, why are we fighting? Exactly. I was like, don't they understand that we can just not fight? We're all on the same side if you <laughs> right. think about it. <laughs> but I was way too old when I figured that one out, so yeah. I totally get it. Yeah, some things come late. Some yeah. things come late, and that's okay. That's we can okay. hold space for that in this tiny room. <laughs> this is a safe space. And it's a tiny, tiny room. Tiny. It's not even a room, really. Yes. Um. Wait, so tell me more about so, this yeah. manager. Because who, do you know her, her manager previously? No. Okay. <laughs> but we know that she switches managers. Robert Thorne was just this, like, powerhouse manager who made the Olsen twins, basically. not He blew them up into what they mm-hmm. became and did a really similar thing with Hillary Duff. I also think, I don't know, there's no literature to back this up, mm-hmm. but I feel like part of it was including Haley. I was about to ask you, was Haley also represented by him? I don't know if he represented her. He probably did, but this was the time when they started doing a lot of things together. Yes. Yeah. And so sort of like the Olsen twins were this dual, yeah. you know, and it appeals to little girls because it's like, oh, I relate more to Mary Kate or I relate more to Ashley. You know, they feel more represented, I guess, by two people instead of one. This is I'm just completely yeah, guessing. No, but also like remember as a kid just being like the the most fun thing. And we we do it in this podcast is tag yourself. Yeah. So when there's like a group of like three girls, like the Powerpuff Girls, it's like, oh, well, I'm Bubbles. Well, you're Buttercup. Like people like kids love to do that. I think yeah. it's the tale as old as time. A hundred percent. Um, So yeah. being like. I don't know if anyone would be like, I'm Haley. That's like saying I'm Kevin. I think they Jonas. were trying to turn her into yeah. something more. Definitely. I mean, definitely. I mean, I love Haley. Yes, I know. Don't get me wrong. You're the biggest Haley fan I know. <laughs> I'm a stan. What can I say? A Haley stan. Haley- a stuff. <laughs> a what? I was trying oh. to say stan and duff. I don't know. Stuffed. Stuffed. By Hillary Duff. <laughs> Which was her brand that Robert Thorne helped her launch. And um, cultivate. <laughs> okay, what else is going also, on with Hillstery? It's also this year. Hillstery Duffs. Hillary allegedly, 16-year-old Hillary, yes. started dating 25-year-old Joel Madden. Yeah, which is and, pretty upsetting. <laughs> yeah, it was sometime in 2004. There's not a hard and fast date of when mm-hmm. they started dating. Mm-hmm. But when they were promoting a Cinderella story, um, she was denying it. She said, oh, no, we're just friends. We grabbed coffee one time and, you know, the tabloids ran with it. She was playing that whole, doing that whole charade. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But we've heard her, I've heard her at least in later interviews, she said something along the lines of, well, like, he was 26, so what do you think we were doing? Yeah. Yeah, she said, like, my boyfriend was 25, so what did you think I was up to kind of thing. Yeah, which I just hate that. (laughs) What is so crazy to me is that nobody was like, this is weird, right? A 25-year-old and a 16-year-old. Yeah. Like, publicly, at least, like, in the media, no one was like, uh, Joel Madden's literally dating a child right now? I don't understand, because she has, first of all, she has two parents, as well as an older sister, as well as a manager, as well as, like probably an agent and a publicist, right? Mm-hmm. And then he has 
some of those things as well. I don't know if he has a Haley in his life, a mm-hmm. Haley Duff. <laughs> Not all of us are lucky enough. Exactly. I don't have a Haley Duff. My sister, she's lucky enough too. Yeah, but... <laughs> you're the Haley, 100%. She's my little Hillary. <laughs> she's my little star. <laughs> Tag yourself, hope is Haley Duff. <laughs> Can't wait to exploit my sister's talent. Not that Haley does that. I'm just saying that I'm planning to do that. But if you were Haley, you would. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Fiona, Arizona. Like, Hannah Montana. Um, <laughs> that was quick. Well, because we've called her that before. Oh. <laughs> yeah. We've called her that before. <laughs> I like it, though. Thank you. I'm Hope Hope, as in Hope, Arkansas. <laughs> okay. A stretch. Yeah, it's not great, but... It's something. It's something, and I have to be included. But yes, it's absolutely insane that she was dating a man nine years older than her. Yeah. A, a significant nine years. I'm just like, I, there's, in my head, a relationship like that, it just is inherently non-consensual because it's a child. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I'm <laughs> sorry I, I brought feel, it up. No, no, I'm glad we're talking about it. I'm yeah. just like, I, what does that mean for Hillary? And like, how does she feel about that now as a mother, I wonder? That's a really good question. Okay, well, sort of jumping ahead, mm-hmm. Hillary and Joel are friends nowadays. Interesting. Pretty recently, they went on a double date. Interesting. Her and her husband, Joel Madden and Nicole Richie. Well, I love Nicole Richie. We're going to get into Nicole Richie in a later episode for sure. Okay, because <laughs> Nikki Fresh, my favorite show. <laughs> R.I.P. Quibi. <laughs> <laughs> but... Okay, that so then she must not have any ill feelings, but I have to say, like, I would have a lot of anger towards well, an adult to man who dated me when I was she, a child. She absolutely could have, you know, worked that out and made peace with that. Who knows? We can't mm-hmm. judge. Mm-hmm. You know, she was very much yeah. the, the one taken advantage of in this relationship. And I hate She was it. underage. I hate it, too, because people are going to say, and I'm sure this is what they were saying at the time, like, oh, well, she's a child star, so she's really mature. It was and honest- it's like, that's not... That doesn't make it okay. No, of course not. Absolutely she not. She shouldn't be that mature. And yeah. in fact, we should be actively trying to protect. And it was very recently that everyone... This conversation kind of got opened up again, and mm-hmm. everyone was like, that is so weird that everyone was so chill with it. Yeah. Everyone was so fine with... Ugh. Yeah. Gross. 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 So that's disgusting. What else is going on with Hillary? <laughs> so I've been looking forward to talking about a Cinderella story because there's a, a story. A, Good. A, a, a... Good, because I'm trying not to think about Joel Madden anymore. Because no. honestly, like if it was, I, I mean. He... Yeah. Gross. We do not sign off on this relationship. No. Not a fan. And if you're a listener. And you're 15 or, you know, a minor and you're in a relationship with an adult, that's not okay. And message us and we'll help you. Because that's, like, universally not okay. How about this? If you're an adult in a relationship with a minor, message us. We will put you in jail. (laughs) (laughs) So reach out to us. Reach out to us. You're going to prison. We're vigilantes (laughs) and we mean business. Maybe I shouldn't lead with that. Maybe oh. I should say. Oh, yeah. We'll yeah. be your friend. We'll be your friend. Confide in us. Yeah, we love. We won't tell a soul. We <laughs> love secrets. <laughs> Neither one of us are tattletales. But moving on, moving on, moving on from Definitely, definitely. Move, um, please move on. So Chad Michael Murray is the co-star of this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had just finished Freaky Friday. Yes, he had. With 
Lindsay Lohan. With Lindsay Lohan. So allegedly, Lindsay called Chad Michael. Yes. Is he Chad Michael? Is he Chad? I think they call him Chad. Yeah, that you sounds You can call better. him CMM if you prefer. CMM. I don't like it, actually. <laughs> Just call... I mean, honestly, so it she feels called... like Michael Murray is the last name, which I know can't be right. Right. I feel like it's a first, middle, last situation. Yeah. Um, like a Sarah Michelle. Yeah. Allegedly, Lindsay called Chad Michael Murray. Yes. And said, do not work with Hillary Duff. Yes. There's this phone call. Famously, Chad Michael Murray is the one who said it. Yeah. That, no, I heard that, too. Yeah. It's crazy. So he said it. I wonder, like... You know what's crazy? Mm -hmm. I'm not here to bash Chad Michael Murray, but he was so wrapped up in this, like, petty drama. He was starting the drama. He was a grown-up, too. He was, what, 23? Yeah. Something like that? Old. Old. Too old to play Hilary Duff's Yeah, I think he was, like, 22. Um, But, yeah, he was, like, so wrapped up in it, and he loved talking about the drama between Lindsay and Hilary. Well, also, didn't Hilary go as his date? Yeah, she did. Okay, (laughs) so Hilary went on, went to the Freaky Friday premiere as Chad Michael Murray's date. He brought her, yeah. Which is interesting because, again, 22-15, but still. Right, Right, that was part of it, too. He was like, bring a beautiful girl to the movies or whatever. Disgusting. Okay, what's fun about Freaky Friday, can I say, there's, like, two other things that are really fun. Mm -hmm. Um, Shelby, the mean girl Shelby, is also in Freaky Friday. We don't talk about her enough. Uh, And we should. We should. I love that she has a scar. I think it's really cool to, like, embrace a scar because I think they're beautiful. Yeah, Julie Gonzalo. She was in a lot of movies that Mm -hmm. were really important to us growing up, I feel like. Oh, yes. And she's gorgeous. Absolutely. So pretty. And so talented. Yes. I would love to see her doing more stuff. Yeah. Okay, so this isn't a Freaky Friday connection, but it is a fun fact. Okay. The song, This Will Be, uh, Uh This Will Be. Oh, yes. Okay. Is in, um, it's in a Cinderella story, and it's also in another Lindsay Lohan movie, The Parent Trap. Yeah. When it started, I always forget. Every single time I start a Cinderella story, I forget. Mm-hmm. And then I remember that, and I'm like, oh my gosh. And there's just so many parallels between their lives and their careers. That's why I think there was so much tension between the two of them. Yes. Okay, and I have to say this. I should have said it earlier, but I didn't. So, like, if we're going to talk about Lindsay and Hillary going to each other's premieres. Yeah. Lindsay attends the Cheaper Brother Dozen premiere. Yes. Um... Then Hillary goes to the Freaky Friday premiere with Chad Michael Murray. And then, basically, Lindsay Lohan's little brother, who's eight years old at this time, and he's a huge Good Charlotte fan. He goes to a Good Charlotte concert, and basically Joel Madden denies him an autograph. And he's like, I won't give you an autograph until your sister apologizes to Hillary. What? Why are these grown dudes involved in this, like, high school drama? High school and literally elementary school drama, that's an eight-year-old kid. Yeah. Just give him... Like, I understand that he, like, wants to protect his lady, but it's disgusting that he has a lady who's 15, and it's just not the right way to go about it. And truly, what could Lindsay have done to Hillary to warrant that response? Like, what did Hillary tell Joel that he would not give an autograph to an eight-year-old? Well, I wonder if it was before or after... Lindsay's SNL appearance. 
Uh, that's a good question. God, if anyone should know this, it's us. I know. Hold on. Okay, so it's kind of ambiguous because we don't know when the Good Charlotte concert was, but she was on SNL on, what did you say, May 1st? 2004. 2004. Yeah, so year. the spring happens before the summer, which is interesting because Hillary banned Lindsay from the Cinderella Story premiere. Mm-hmm. Like preemptively banned, and it's kind of like because when she showed up at Cheaper by the Dozen, she tried to get her kicked out. She and Susan were trying to get her kicked out, and they were like, "Sorry, you can't." Yeah, so it's like Hillary, you're definitely like feeding into the drama. Oh, I don't think Hillary. I think Hillary and Lindsay are equal. Yeah, players. equal participants. Absolutely, but I do think that Lindsay was more demonized by the media. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. I think that she was seen as, like, the meaner bad girl in this situation. Well, Lindsay was also seen as, like, older because she was doing PG-13 mm -hmm. movies while Hillary was still doing kids content. Yeah. So maybe, yeah, maybe that has something to do with it. Yeah, and then, you know, Lindsay's reputation, you know, I unfortunately had a little bit of a downward spiral, at least in, like, the public's per perception of her, so... But that was later, that wasn't during it was all later. of this. It was later, but I do think that, like, it kind of, when you think about it from that perspective, when you know that, you know, that they had a feud, I feel like you think, well, was Lindsay the bad guy? Do you see what I mean? Yeah, I just, I'm wondering if in the moment it would seem like that. Um, I'm not really sure, but I think it's silly that Hillary was offended by Lindsay Lohan's, like joke about her on SNL. It was yeah. Rachel Dratch like being like, so yesterday I would literally be honored. And Hillary Duff says, I am not honored. And I'm like, I would be. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think if it was anybody besides Lindsay, she would have been flattered. Exactly. But Lindsay Lohan is on TRL, which really dates this. <laughs> <laughs> and they're telling, they ask her, they're like, tell us something that no one knows about you. And she goes, I love Hillary Duff. Which is... An iconic clip, by the way. Is... I know, but I feel like that's kind of, like, part of, like, her seeming like the bad guy is saying that little For joke. For sure. No, you know? yeah. They both were equally... Yeah. Equally... Par equal participants. Yeah. And Neither then one of them came out of it looking very good. No, and Hillary's like, I'm not going to talk bad about Lindsay like she does about me. And it's like, even that comment is actually talking bad. Exactly. <laughs> but yep. this is just what 2004 was like. like yeah. There was a lot of like celeb drama. And it and... continues. We've got several years of this coming. Hell There's yeah, much we more. Do. <laughs> I mean, a lot of it's because of like the paparazzi's like toxic hold on oh, Hollywood. Sure. Uh, but it, it, it is the history. And to put a pin, to put a period at the end mm -hmm. of our Hillary history segment. Hillstory. Hillstory. I'm really trying to get that going, if you I don't like mind. That. Yeah. Hashtag Hillstory. Hashtag Hillstory. It sounds Tweet weird about to it. spell. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also this year, just a couple more little fun facts. Chad Michael Murray was engaged to Sophia Bush. Whoa. This year, in 2004. One Tree Hill. Yeah. And were they together in One Tree Hill? They were... It was sort of a love triangle situation, so he sort of flip-flopped back and forth between the two Brooke leads. and Peyton? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, I've seen some eps. And then also, 2004 was the year that Napoleon Dynamite came out, starring <gasps> Haley Duff. Haley Duff. Haley Duff. So just so it's interesting to see where she was at in her career as well. That's 2004, Napoleon Dynamite. Really fun. Also, like, Napoleon Dynamite is my stepmom's other favorite movie. <laughs> shout out this is really her episode i hope she's listening <laughs> happy mother's day <laughs> wow um, those are really fun facts okay yeah what's 
what's next? Well, I feel like it's time to talk more about the movie Hope. Do you dare Do give I us dare? a synopsis? Yes. Off the cuff. Go. Now. <laughs> okay. Once upon a time, Hilary Duff was an only child of a single widowed father. Yes. Period. Apple of his eye until... Well, that's kind of a weird way to start that. Okay, erase that. Period. Hmm. One day. One day. Yes, <laughs> one day. Um, and uh, a wicked stepmother catches... Or, hmm. One day, the evil queen seduces her father, the king, and becomes her new stepmother, along with two twin daughters... From the get-go, she is excluded from the family, but it only gets worse when the king dies in a tragic earthquake. No! Just to interject really quick, they're not literally a king and queen, (laughs) just for someone listening. He owns a diner. Okay, go ahead. King of my heart? (laughs) For sure, for sure. Okay, no! Since there's no will, Fiona, the wicked stepmother, gets everything and to her dismay sam <laughs> that's right that's hillary dove's character and i am loosely quoting the movie now that was good though <laughs> that was perfect a perfect synopsis and so then oh, there's more <laughs> sam gets in a cyber relationship with a guy that she meets in the princeton chat room I guess of their high school, or it's just a Princeton chat room, and then they realize they go to the same high school. Kind of unclear. Um, really good synopsis to have an unclear, ambiguous uh, meeting in it, but <laughs> well, it was two thousand four. I don't really know how chat rooms worked. I was nine. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so the chat rooms that you were in were for nine year olds. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> you were on webkins.com. <laughs> or club peg. Club Penguin chat room. Yeah, I was a Neopets girl, but go ahead. Oh, okay. I'm so sorry. Wow. Apologize. Yeah, I'm. I'd like to formally apologize to Paige, and this is actually still part of the synopsis. Yeah. <laughs> in every version that you'll find, I apologize to Paige in it. Um, so she falls in love um, on the internet with her prince charming, but but will they fall in love in real life? You gotta wait to find out. How is that? That was good. Yeah? I have already seen the movie, but now I want to watch it again. Because <laughs> that was so good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that. You're so welcome. I mean, just initial thoughts for this movie. What do you have to say? I feel like it's one of the best portrayals of high school. Ooh. Okay. I feel like it's right up there with 10 Things I Hate About You. And um, I don't know. What's another good high school movie? Mm. The Breakfast Club? High School Musical? High School Musical? <laughs> Uh, really good portrayal of high school. I just feel like this movie is like actually what high school is like. I mean, except for the pep rally, <laughs> which is the most insane scene. And the like, the whole school dance part. Yeah. But that is a public school with a lot of money. And I will say, as someone who went to a, high, a public high school with a lot of money, we had a pretty, pretty nice prom. Yeah, no, it wasn't even that. It was just more like, I don't know. Everyone was really into the dance. Yeah, the fact that people and nobody recognized Sam, and they had a pool. Who had who had a pool? <laughs> <laughs> it's 
to actually True. a really bad portrayal of True, I didn't have a pool in high school, but I some people did. For sure, especially in California. I feel yeah. Like it's a bigger a bigger thing here. Oh, definitely. I think it's so funny cuz just a couple of episodes ago on the Liz McGuire episode, mm-hmm. we were talking about male-female friendships and how there's never yes. a good representation. And then we have to eat our words. Look at this. Because Carter and Sam's friendship is so Amazing. Amazing. So pure, so platonic. So they platonic. love each other very much. There's zero romantic chemistry between them. Yes, as there should be. Exactly. I thought it was so refreshing and so nice. And I, so I was re-watching it. I, so I watched it. I've seen it a million times. And then I was watching it again this morning. And when she's like blowing out her candles on her birthday, there's a boy sitting next to her. And I'm like, oh, that's probably young Carter. I love that. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Dan Bird. So good. She doesn't have um, a female friend in this movie. Like her female friend is Regina King. They do a pretty good job of um, clarifying that Sam is not like other girls. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a huge, like plot point. Do you think this movie has pick-me energy? Yeah, but I don't even think it's Sam that has pick-me energy. It's more like Austin is looking for a pick-me, if that makes sense. Yes. He's like, you'd rather have a Big Mac than a rice cake? (laughs) You're not like other girls. Yeah, that's true, because she's not saying that, and she literally says to him, why does that matter? Yeah, and she hits a ball over the the fence, and he's like, a girl hit that? (laughs) Nice. That's actually pretty hot. (laughs) But Sam's just being herself. True. True. Yeah. She doesn't have pick me energy, but Chad Michael Murray has, I don't know, he has John Green energy in that he's looking for a manic pixie dream girl. Um, But Sam's just real. Which is like its own kind of misogyny. Mm -hmm. You know? I agree. I have to say, like, what I love, one of the things I love about this movie is that at the end, she goes, and we lived happily ever after. At least for now. I'm just a freshman. Good for her. Which I totally agree with. Because (laughs) in most romantic movies, they never, ever would hint at the possibility that there could be a breakup. But with this, she's like, yeah, I mean, I'm a freshman. Yeah. So. (laughs) That is so true. That is so nice. I like that ending. Also, something that I noticed on this rewatch. Uh Austin Ames literally has a full girlfriend the whole time. That he's, like, talking to Sam, and he breaks up with her right before Mm -hmm. the dance, where he meets up with Sam. Yes. I was floored. (laughs) I know. I was thinking about that while I was watching it, because I was wondering how I'm going to rate him as a love interest. Right. Red flag. (laughs) And then also, like, I, I don't like movies where the guy is a bully... And it's not just that he doesn't stand up to Hillary. It's like, he's the one who steals that parking space from her. Mm-hmm. And then when you let people, like, harass and berate your waitress, like, and, and you don't say anything until the waitress leaves, like, that's... Who does that help? He's, like, the most annoying kind of, like, quiet, brooding boy. Yeah. Like, I would love to read one of his poems. Yeah. he. You know what? This movie isn't Austin Ames. It's Tristan. Tristan has transferred... You know what I did think of? Do people know that I'm talking about Gilmore Girls? <laughs> they better. They've, I'm sorry. You got to keep up with us. It's... But you know what occurred to me? Yeah. Is that in Two for the Dozen? Okay. Dean is there. Yes. And then in this movie? Oh my God. Tristan? <laughs> oh my God. There and are a lot of Gilmore Girls parallels. Alexis Bledel was in that famous 2003 Vanity Fair spread. Yes, with she Hillary. was. With I Hillary. wonder if they talked about it. No, probably not. Right? No. 
They would probably say, hey, we've both kissed Chad Michael Murray. Unless they haven't. No, because it's 2004. Yeah. Well, when did it film? 2003, probably. Yeah, they they were, like, I watched um, some audition tapes, and it was, like, a year before the movie came out. Mm. So, it actually was pretty quick. Turnaround. Yeah. Pretty yeah. quick turnaround. Pretty quick. Hmm. I hope, they, I hope that Hillary and Alexis were talking about if Chad Michael Murray is a good kisser or not. We can only hope. <laughs> I, I'm going to choose... That's my deleted scene. Uh, you guys can check my personal TikTok to see that. Ooh, yeah, do it. <laughs> no, not even TikTok. It's like a blog. That's like a really horny blog. <laughs> <laughs> that I don't even know about. Some steamy fan fiction just for me alone. <laughs> so you can't find it. <laughs> you can't find it, but... Don't bother can... searching. No, no. Search. I think it's, I think it's good if you search. Um, also, something that I'd never really, like... Um, I guess I perceived it before, but I'd never thought about it, is how creepy um, David is to Shelby. Not just creepy, like, he's a predator. Is he the brother Garcia? He's the brother Garcia. Is that what it is? No. It's the, musca- it's the three musketeers. Yeah, that, ki- that guy was in the... Brothers Garcia. Oh, I thought you just thought that Sorry. three men together were called a Brothers Garcia. That is so, I was like, that's so cute. The Brothers Garcia is one of those shows that, like, I think I made up in my head. Me too. Have you seen The Brothers Garcia? No, no. Not only have I oh. seen it, I was obsessed with it and it never came on TV. Yeah. But my brother and I had a deal. Like, anytime The Brothers Garcia was on, we would be like, it's The Brothers Garcia. And my parents knew that if The Brothers Garcia was on, like, I was allowed to watch it because it. Ne- there were, like, maybe only five episodes ever made or Why something. Why is it, like, I don't so know. hard to find? It was so hard to find, but it's it was such a good show. And such I a loved good show. It. it was, like, you know, a sister with a bunch of brothers. And I related to that as a girl with brothers yeah yeah i loved it we loved the brothers garcia my brother and i had that same agreement for brothers garcia that we did for the episodes of rugrats with kimmy in them (laughs) if kimmy was in an episode because she had her own intro it was like a different intro and we'd be like there's a kimmy episode (laughs) oh my god and he would like run from wherever he was like playing to come watch with me how cute yeah yeah well what other brothers garcia is in this movie he was also in that one episode of even stevens where um uh uh, lewis is getting bullied okay and he's in woodshop okay Um, i haven't i don't know this one and he gets locked in a hutch (gasps) and then they call him hutch boy and then he like kung fu he like learns kung fu wow and he like his name the the brothers garcia was named lloyd Okay. And then and what he, happens, Paige? He called him, he called him Lloyd, <laughs> Like Lolaine. <laughs> well, because that's how it's spelled. Like L-L. Yeah. Lloyd. Mm-hmm. Anyway, those are all the details I remember of that episode. I feel like that's more details than um, probably even the Brothers Garcia remembers. <laughs> Shia definitely doesn't. But uh, to your point, yes, all of... Austin names his friends bad people. Bad people, including this guy who's literally like pressuring Shelby in the in the worst. And I'm like, wow, what another like a Hillary Duff. Like it reminds me of Casper. Mm, yeah. David and Shelby are basically like Josh and Wendy. I do like that in both of those examples, the mean guy doesn't win. Yes, definitely. That's a good. That's good. Speaking um, of the dance uh-huh. can we laugh about how funny it is that it's the homecoming prince, prince. because at my school is definitely homecoming king oh <laughs> i didn't even think about that i know i think this is something i caught on this one yeah but like the homecoming prince, prince and princess we've never we've never have called it that well 
interesting in the like original script. I think it's interesting. Um, the titles were Halloween Prince and Princess. Mm-hmm. I guess as an excuse for like all the costumes, they were it was like a Halloween oh. dance. Oh yeah. So they were the Halloween Prince and Princess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also in the original script, instead of Nomad, Austin's screen name was Tiger Man. <laughs> You're kidding me. I wish I was. What? Oh, are, is it the Princeton Tigers? Princeton, exactly. Okay, so that brings me to a fun fact, because <laughs> actually, speaking of the screen names, which I feel like we should tell each other our screen names. I didn't have one. I wasn't, like, allowed on the internet a lot. <laughs> wow. And I really feel like I missed out, because it would have been good. You you did miss out. My, yeah. my screen name famously was Hope Almighty. <laughs> That's actually cute, though. Yeah, like Bruce Almighty. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's, not embarrassing at all. I wasn't saying it was going to be embarrassing. I was hoping it was going to be embarrassing. <laughs> no, it just shows, like, what a fan of the movie I was. Uh, what a fan of the movie I was. That's a sentence. Is it? Yeah. It a- shows what a fan of the movie I was. Oh, the way you say it sounds normal. <laughs> <laughs> shows what a fan of the movie I was of Bruce Almighty. Yeah, interesting that Bruce Almighty is the one you picked. I didn't know you were such a Bruce head. <laughs> yeah, crazy that I don't speak English anymore because I'm like, that sentence does not sound okay to me. Honestly, my brother came up with it I, maybe while we were watching the movie, but I was, in, I was into it. Um, but the fun fact I wanted to share is that Nomad 609. Yes. Because 609 is the area code for Princeton. Whoa. Like Princeton, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. That's weird because he doesn't live there. No, but and then it's Princeton Girl eight one eight, which is the San Fernando area code. See, I did notice the eight one eight. And so they did the same thing for Princeton, New Jersey, because they were trying to. I, I think they were trying to make it like not Tiger Man. <laughs> so they were yeah. like, "How else can we reference Princeton?" They're Anything, like, "Well, let's just do the yeah. exact same thing that we did for Sam." Anything is better than Tiger Man. I've got to be honest. Tiger Man, yeah. not just like tigers. Wow. Yeah. Tiger Man. But, but why Nomad? Doesn't even like doesn't even mean poetry to me. Like I don't think poet. I guess Nomad just sort of anonymous kind I of have, like I have issues with Chad Michael Murray. Like I think he is kind of like a manic We've pixie. We've got beef. A manic pixie dream fuckboy. Like he's he would be the worst in real life. Yeah. The worst. The worst. Okay, another movie, like, crossover, and you kind of mentioned it earlier when you said High School Musical, but Austin Ames's dad is is Coach Bolton. Okay, that is crazy you said that, because I had the exact same thought. Yeah. Like, obviously there's the storyline of, like, I'm not giving up my dream, I'm giving up yours. Like, that kind of vibe? That exact, yeah, that exact same storyline that's repeated. Somehow, they're like the same man. Mm-hmm. Wow, what? <laughs> That's weird. We had the exact same thought. No, I feel like it's so obvious. Really? This is like this is exactly what I was talking about earlier, though. It's like it's very pretty obvious that I want to build a birdhouse. Right, right. <laughs> pretty obvious that Austin Ames's dad is Coach Bolton. Uh, yeah, it's... I. It could have been played by the same actor. Yeah. In, in reverse as well. Yeah. Austin's dad could have played Coach mm-hmm. Bolton. This is just goes to show like what pop culture soulmates we are. Yeah, that's so true. That we have the same frame of reference. <laughs> it, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's just like it's classic. 
It is classic, yeah. Classic. And it's it's funny that he's like, oh, I can't possibly be a writer and play sports. Where it's like, you maybe could. <laughs> I guess, yeah, that is a big part of it, too. Sort of similar, this, this man is uh, conflicted. He's <laughs> <laughs> conflicted. Okay, a moment that I wanted to point out to you. Oh, my gosh. Because you told me that this is a movie trope that you love. <gasps> okay. Okay. So- I have no idea what you're about to say. I'm oh, so okay. Excited. Well, I'm trying to like phrase it if I, if I can quiz you on it, but I guess oh. you don't know. Mm-hmm. And I'll guess I'll say there's a moment in this movie that reminds me of the Soul Collector. And it's something I love. It's something you love explicitly. Love. Sex in a barn. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it is sex. And the answer was sex in a barn. <laughs> okay, wait. I have one more guess. <laughs> Sorry, you're you're getting you get a new refrigerator. <laughs> My other guess is. Was someone from Seventh Heaven in this movie? No. God. <laughs> no. It's a good guess, though. It's slow dancing with no music. <laughs> <laughs> Your favorite thing. <laughs> that would not play at all in real life. <laughs> Wow. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so they slow dance with no music in the gazebo for a little bit until, like, the orchestra starts playing, which, by the way, what's happening there? So, okay. There's a wedding? I think, yeah. I think that they are cleaning up after a wedding that mm. happened to get over by 11 p.m., and the band is the la- they're the last ones out for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> and so they're just, they see this couple, and they're like, I guess we'll keep playing. Speaking of 11 p.m., I think it's kind of funny that, like, so Austin Ames is, like, voted, like, homecoming, whatever. So I guess so is she. It's like... Yeah. The... Cinderella and Prince Charming. For some reason, the uh, the teachers get to decide. (laughs) I guess they're counting votes. Oh, really? Because she had a thing that said judge, Mrs. Wells. Oh. So I think she just kind of picked. But I... I... There were people, like, who were voting... So maybe she picked from the... Maybe. I do have a lot of questions about the dance scene <laughs> and just the logistics of it. Right. But there's the scene where um, Chad Michael Murray and Hilary Duff like, scurry off together. Yeah. And Mrs. Wells comes in and she like sees that. Yes. And like yes. writes something down. Yes. So that I thought she was like, oh, they're going to be the winners. Yeah. I mean, maybe. <laughs> but I think more than anything, it was like... A costume contest. Yeah. Because one of the awards was given to a kid dressed as her parking space. Oh, I'm so glad that you brought that (laughs) up because I saw that reserved parking space costume and I was like applauding it because we, you, as you and I both know, like they can never have like copyrighted costumes in um, Halloween scenes or any of that stuff, which is why you'll see like an angel or a devil or, you know, random objects. Or things in the public domain, like the Three Musketeers. Yeah, but I've never seen just a parking space. And it was her, she, he had on his head, like, a cement block. Literally, like, yeah, like, the, the, the cement block that, like, your, the tires hit. Yeah, and it says Mrs. Wells. <laughs> and then he's just dressed as asphalt. I have never seen that before this viewing Me of the movie. I got, I want to contact the props department for that movie. Do you think they had that costume? I have... And then they were like, let's just go into it more? Yeah. <laughs> were they like... Maybe there was a joke that was cut. Maybe. Like, in this script, they were like, we have someone who's dressed as a parking it's space. it's so specific. It's so niche. So niche. You gotta, you gotta wonder, too, where did that costume end up? 
someone has it. How do we get our hands on it? Email mm-hmm. us. <laughs> At History Duffs. Send us any History Duffs pod at Gmail if you have any... We um, do actually have an email. Yeah, if you have any inquiries, if you want to be a guest, we'll talk about it. Another question I had about the dance, um, if we could just talk about the timeline for a second. Yes, we need to. Because there are questions that I have. She has a timer set on her phone, so, like, it's going to go off. So as soon as that timer goes off, then they announce, like, who wins the dance, right? And then... She runs off. She doesn't get her award. She runs off and gets in the car with her best friend, Carter. Yes. So right after that, the Siamese twins, a.k.a. her sisters, oh, the Siamese cats, her sisters dressed as Siamese cats, immediately get into the car with Jennifer Coolidge, Mm -hmm. which is like, oh, so they're leaving the dance immediately after, and they're acting like the dance has just gotten out, but I'm like, why are they getting home so early? Okay, so this sort of goes with what I was thinking, okay. because Chad Michael Murray's character, Austin, right. tells Sam to meet him in the middle of the dance floor, which, bad meeting spot, oh, first of all. Worst meeting spot it could be. That's so This ambiguous. is what makes him How so do you terrible. get to the middle of the dance floor? Right. Terrible. Terrible idea. So much easier to be like, meet me by this pillar. The water, the water cooler. Anything. Hey, hey, any, any other place than the middle of a dance floor. Anything is better. But he says to meet her there at 11, 11. They're going to meet up at 11 in the middle of the dance floor. Jennifer Coolidge has already told Sam she's going to be back by 12. Yeah, exactly. The timeline is crazy. So was Austin's idea, we're going to celebrate many hours at this dance and then at 11, we're going to meet up, even though we had this plan already. Yeah, that's so weird, actually, because a dance would nor a, a school dance for minors. Yeah. Hosted by a school. 11 o'clock is not the start time. No, it definitely would. And the start time is up, like 7 or 8. And Jennifer Coolidge is picking up her kids at 12. So it's not a one hour dance. Nuts. None of it makes any sense. Yeah. Doesn't make okay, so we've debunked that. Uh, <laughs> Mythbusters here, and guess what? It don't make sense. And honestly, I feel like I have almost childhood trauma from the timeline of the real Cinderella movie. Oh, with like anxiety. Her, yeah, anxiety, and with her running late and stuff, like in the turning into a pumpkin, like that really affected me as a child. Really? Mm hmm. Because you're pretty late. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's funny because when I was starting preschool, my mom got me a Cinderella alarm clock that was, like, really cool, and it, like, lit up and, like, glowed, that kind of thing. But my mom, like, the first time that I used it the next morning, she was like, so, Hopi, like, how did you like your alarm clock? And I said, I didn't like it. It woke me up. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's so cute. But I'm just not putting together, too, that Cinderella, the story is, there is a lot about time, so it makes sense that they made a Cinderella alarm clock. Yeah, I midnight. mean, they probably make every Disney princess alarm clock. But I don't know, a Jasmine alarm clock? You're really uh, deep for thinking that. Aw, yeah. thanks. You guys heard it here first. I'm I'm deep, I'm smart, I'm an, I'm an intellectual. You are. I'll say it. I'll say it, too. I have a Ph.D., uh, a professor okay. <laughs> of Hillary Duff. <laughs> That's good. Let's make merch. Oh, hey guys, uh, we're making merch. <laughs> DM us for merch. I'm making merch. DS for merch, and also if you have any ideas, because uh, 
Hope just came up with that. I just came up with that off the cuff. Yeah, that's right. I'm that good. I Should I be a madman? A madman? Yeah, like from Mad Men. Oh. <laughs> One of the madmen. <laughs> Is that not the proper term? Are they called something else? I've, I've never seen the show. A fleet of, of advertisers. Are they not called a madman? If anyone out there has seen Mad Men... Let us know. I just heard that, like, a group of pandas is called an embarrassment. Sorry, I know I'm going off the tangents. I just have to tell you this. I had never heard that before. Where did you hear that? The internet. Mm. TikTok. <laughs> so, I guess that's not true. Also, I think it's so funny that she's, like, showing up to meet this prince in a wedding dress. Mm-hmm. Like, pretty presumptuous. Yeah. Well, it's also, like... <laughs> That mask is beautiful. Does it obscure her identity at all? No. And? Like, you can see her eyes. Mm -hmm. You can see her hair. Mm -hmm. You can see her smile. Mm -hmm. You can see her nose. Mm -hmm. Part of it. There's really nothing that makes her indistinguishable. Also... Like, if you can't imagine that 25% of space that's covered by the mat, like, that's just skin. Like, just pretend that's skin. Like, why is he so stupid? Sorry. No, no. That's... You're totally right. It's the major flaw of this movie, (laughs) obviously. Yeah, it's it's definitely... It's just like Hannah Montana. It's like, she's just blonde. Why, Why is it so hard to see that she's actually Miley Stewart, you know? Well, at least in that situation, people aren't actively looking around that high school going, which one of them is is, is yeah. Hannah Montana? Yeah. But in this situation, and this is what drives me crazy, is that he sees the girl who hits the baseball over the fence. So he knows the haircut. And he goes to the diner. He goes to the diner. So he knows the haircut. He was just there earlier that night, in fact. Knows the haircut. Yeah. Okay. He even goes to a diner for just a cup of coffee. Knows the haircut. Mm-hmm. Um, and as well as when... Right after the dance, when they're walking in the school, they're walking in the hallway, and they make hot, steamy eye contact, and then he, like, looks right past her. Like, they walk by each other in slow motion. If you're looking for anything, are you not looking for her hair and her eyes, which you have made eye contact with now several times since? And when she's about to tell him her identity at the diner, it's like, dude... Read between the lines here. How do you not recognize <laughs> that she has the blonde bangs in the same eyeballs? Like, if anyone was telling me that they loved me and they couldn't recognize my eyes? And he wants to think he's, like, so deep. Yeah. You know? He's not that deep. He's the worst, He's dude. actually cheating on his girl. He's emotionally cheating on his girlfriend. Yeah. Um, which crosses so many lines. It's not acceptable. And then he acts like he's so much better better than everyone yeah i also want to bring up uh while we're on the subject of the mask Mm -hmm. had regina king and hillary duff not found that mask at the costume store what exactly was her plan yeah for getting past her stepsisters because they were at the dance true and she knew they were going to be there she agreed to go she had committed to go yeah and she's trying on all these costumes with her face exposed true but okay so then Okay, so part of that montage scene, which is the best montage scene... Are you going to bring up the Porky Pig costume? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was also going to say... Okay, I'm also going to say that then when they're together, he's like, I guess I did a bad job at covering up my identity. So I'm like, oh, so 
was everyone supposed to be in character? Because Carter is. So half of them are anonymous and half of them aren't because Shelby isn't. Two of them are anonymous. Sam and Carter. Basically, everybody else has their full face out. But Austin even says, I guess I didn't do a good job of covering up my That's identity. That's what I mean. So like, what are you, well, were, were you supposed to? Exactly. If if that were the case, only two people followed that rule. So I don't think so. Because most people were fully. Yeah. yeah. Shelby, all of her friends, Austin's three musketeer friends. Yeah. Terry, who we mm-hmm. see at the dance, like he's got his full face on display. Did they agree that they were going to become dressed as cinderella and prince charming or did they just say meet you in the middle of the dance floor was not uh established also i don't think so because hillary was trying on so many different costumes she was almost a nun she was almost a hula dancer imagine being like i'm gonna meet the the love of my life dress me as a nun right the hula dancer i liked and i think it's cute because regina king goes oh no She's great in this whole movie. And oh actually, did you know, okay, so originally the fairy godmother character, which I relate to this because I did play the fairy godmother character in my seventh hey. grade school play. Brag, brag, yeah, brag, brag. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Carolyn, my director. <laughs> For cast, I think I'm the only person who wrote down, like, I would love to be the fairy godmother. Aww. <laughs> She's fun. Yeah, absolutely. She's fun. And our friend Brothy was Cinderella, so kind of, you know, a little fun, little fun tidbit for everyone <laughs> to digest. But um, they originally wrote the character for the fairy godmother to be like a valley girl, and hmm. she was supposed to be like ditzy until Regina King signed on to the project, and then they wrote the character for her. Oh, so she was supposed to be ditzy. Well, I don't know about Ditsy, but she was supposed to be, like, a valley girl, which I know... Which is a different character. Yeah, I know that valley girls, like, live in the valley, but they also have this reputation of being kind of Ditsy, so unclear what this BuzzFeed quip meant, but I think it was supposed to be kind of, like, a a less developed character who helped her. It makes sense because this movie is so San Fernando Valley, like, she she says that's her kingdom, like, it's Mm -hmm. very much San Fernando Valley. Um, so that makes sense that it would be, like, a valley girl. But obviously Regina King was way better. Like yeah. A way also, better the, role. the movie has enough valley girls. Yeah. Like, for every character bes- besides Sam to be a valley girl. And, and, of course, we need someone with, like, a little bit more um, grit, like, mm. and poise. You know? Yeah, to stand up to the Jennifer Coolidge character. Exactly. Like... And we need someone that, like, people like and relate to and love because... Who doesn't like the... I love that woman. Like, you know? Like, you think about her as, I can go to her. She's like an aunt. Like, you can go to her in a time of crisis. And it's so sweet that Hillary, like, moves in with her at the end. I always loved that. I was like, you should have been with her all along. To this day, every time I see Regina King, I think of a Cinderella story. Yes, me too. Like, and I actually... I ha- I got to see her host SNL. That's right. Yes. Shout out to our, our friend uh, Disney for getting me tickets because that's yeah. the only reason I got to go. But she was the host. And I was like, oh, my God. And she's also in um, Legally Blonde, too, which is another one of my, like, in one of my favorite, another Jennifer Coolidge movie that I love. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I wonder if they're friends. I like to think so. I mean, I like to think so, too. Apparently, like, Jennifer Coolidge and Hilary Duff were really close on set, which Aww. I love because... 
you know, of course they're playing enemies, right. but I, it's just like me and my stepmom. We actually love each other That's and we really love to sweet. joke about, and actually my little sister, when she was like four or five and kind of started to understand that her mom was my stepmom, kind of, she kind of freaked out because she was like, she'd seen Cinderella and mm. she was like, my mom's a wicked <gasps> stepmother. <laughs> Oh, really? <laughs> Literally. And she kind of knew that she was being silly at the time, I think, but she was, like, in kindergarten and was or preschool, one or the other, and she was, like, crying because she, oh. she was like, my mom's a wicked stepmother. And we yeah. were like, that's not true. Aww, <laughs> but that's all she's probably seen at that point. Yeah, and we were like, Fiona, like, no, she's not. Like, yeah. look at our family. Like, does it feel like that's what's happening? Or is that just what you're seeing in... Cinderella the cartoon and you think that so it's funny yeah. and also my sister's under the like she's under the misconception that my mom is her stepmom oh sure yeah because we're half sisters so yeah. like she thinks that my mom is her mom or mm-hmm. her stepmom so I remember at this time too she would ask me a lot of questions about my mom because she was trying to figure out if she was a wicked stepmother I see and it was always the term wicked stepmother of never course. like stepmom or anything like that just wicked, wicked stepmother. stepmother so poor stepmoms yeah they get a bad rep in the media. They get a bad sure. rep, but I feel like most of them are just add to their kids' lives. Like, who doesn't want more than one mom? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what you can hope for. Exactly. I'm incredibly needy. I love having, <laughs> I love having multiple mothers. <laughs> My mom's like, don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> that's really sweet. Okay, so another just Austin Ames fuckboy moment. Can I tell you this? Please. Is when they're on their walk at the, like, wedding that's being shut down. Yeah. You know? He literally quotes himself to her. What does he say? He's like, he's literally like, as I said on November 4th, I feel lonely in a sea of people and, like, you're different, blah, blah, blah. He quotes himself to her. And then later when the emails get printed, that quote gets used again. But it's so barf, and it's so, like, how can I be alone? Like, I feel so alone, but you're so different. Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, well, actually, Austin, you are in an incredible position of privilege, but you never speak up for anyone. Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, you took Sam's parking spot. (laughs) Jerk. Jerk. (laughs) Also, parking lot scene has major Twilight energy. Oh my gosh, I was watching this with my friend, and they literally were like, are those the Cullens? <laughs> Wait, you have other and I thought friends they were trying besides to be... me? What the hell, Paige? We'll talk about it later. <laughs> I want to talk about it right now, where our fans can hear all the betrayal. Okay, well, if you have to know, I watched this with my ex. <gasps> <laughs> so, it's not what you think. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's the only thing that makes it okay. <laughs> Is it okay? Your ex knows about the Cullens? Yeah. Okay, you guys should get back together. <laughs> The one that got away. <laughs> okay, so this is this isn't it? I mean, it's a quote, but it brings up a plot issue mm. or just a question that I have for you. Okay. Okay. So at the dance, yeah. Of course, it all it always comes back to the dance. Um, but Hillary Duff is walking down the stairs in her ball gown, yeah. and Shelby Cummings says, "Love the dress, hate, hate her." her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does she know that it's Sam? Or does she just hate that a girl is wearing a pretty dress? She hates all the attention that Sam's getting. 
Okay. I, I fully believe that that's what she means by that. Okay, so when you say you have an answer, you just have, you've picked an answer. Well, yeah. Yeah, okay. No, that's I, fine with me. I'm just, like, wondering if, if you saw, like, something, or if you just believe that. No, I think that's the only thing that makes sense. Right, because it does change the story, but I was confused by it this time watching it, being like, wait, do you know? Very fair to read it that way, but later on, Shelby, the stepsisters tell Shelby that uh-huh. it was Sam, and it's like a revelation. Ah, uh, okay. So... At, and then they have the cursed pep rally scene. The most awful pep rally. I went to a big high school. I went to a big football school. Yeah. We did have crazy pep rallies. Mm-hmm. We never had anything like this. <laughs> we actually... When we I... had teachers at my school, actually. <laughs> and they wouldn't let us just bully kids in, in long, elaborate skits. That's weird. Yeah, I know. I mean, I guess that's my high school. <laughs> But in so, but in this high school, bullying is encouraged. We did when I was when I was in high school. We did have to do skits at pep rallies, but they were always about like the other football team, you know. Did you have to perform in any? Yeah, <gasps> that's it awesome. Was, it was my theater class. Oh, that's not great. <laughs> it actually. was awful. That sounds horrible. Humiliating. Humiliating. Yeah, but at least you were like known enough to be humiliated. I couldn't have I couldn't have been humiliated if I tried. Well, let me let me clarify. I didn't care. Okay. I wasn't embarrassed to have to do it, but it's like not a fun fact to tell people now. It's like, yeah, that is a really cringy thing I had to do. Yeah. But at the time I wasn't like embarrassed by it. I was like, yeah, it's high school. This is dumb. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I see. You know what I mean? Yeah. I will say like one time in middle school, and this was a cool experience, not a cringe experience, but I got like picked as part of like spirit week or some sort of pep rally where we got to play Twister. Um, but all of the Twister boards were like covered in condiments. So the red was covered in ketchup. I mean, it's disgusting. The yellow was mayonnaise, but we got, we, they put us in these like hazmat suits and we got to play and like in front of everyone. I've never felt more popular than when I got picked for that. <laughs> Just kidding. I was also picked to go to the middle school and help pick out the menu once. Menu? They was like, they were like, we need outspoken kids to give their opinions on the lunch menu. So we got to like go and like try food and... and what? Yeah. That's private school for you, baby. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, that's Cincinnati. <laughs> I love it. Wow. I was like in student council and it was like, you get to go eat some... We ate Salisbury steak. I would feel really important getting to do that. And I've never lost that hubris, which is why my personality is the way it is, (laughs) despite not having any power since. (laughs) My claim to fame in high school was that as a junior, I started an anti-bullying club. Mm Mm-hmm. That's it. That's cool. <laughs> it was it was it was a positive message for sure. Def yeah, I mean, it, my fun fact is that when I was a junior I started a pro bullying club. <laughs> I had to start mine in response to yours. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Your club had such far reach. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you. Well, we were both in the same like we were both in Austin, so That's true. Yeah. Maybe that has something to do with it. Okay, before we move on from the movie, I've got to just get my favorite quotes out there. Let's hear them. One of the first one happens at the very beginning of the movie, and it's Fiona, and she says, people who use extra water have extra class. <laughs> and then they, like, zoom back, and you see their lawn is green, and 
amidst the like brown lawns of their neighbors and i just love the way that they use like color to like portray her wickedness that it's, is like, pink and green but they're bad that's one of the like images that stuck with me mm-hmm. from the very first time i watched this movie um and it also establishes that they're in a drought yes it does which comes back around yeah it does okay my other favorite quote is when they're at the diner mm-hmm. and Austin is trying to break up with Shelby. And he says, and I want you to see if you can finish this sentence. Oh, okay. I think I can. Shelby says, anything you have to say to me, you can say in front of my... Peeps. Peeps. <laughs> <laughs> anything you have to say to me, you can say in front of my peeps. Because I really thought she said, like, my friends. But she says peeps, implying <laughs> the guys are part of this too. Because the girls lean in and then the boys lean in. I'm like, are those her peeps? (laughs) (laughs) Those are her peeps. I guess so. Anything you can say to me, you can say in front of my peeps. Anything you anything you have to say to me, you can say in front of the brothers Garcia. (laughs) (laughs) And the girl from Ricky Friday. (laughs) And Lloyd from that one episode of Even Stevens. (laughs) Incredible. The same guy. (laughs) Okay, so there's not just a Cinderella story. No, there's not. There are there's some sequels. Yeah. And oh, there's a Selena Gomez sequel. Yeah. Which is interesting because of the Stevie Sanchez-ness of it all. Oh, yes. Very interesting. Very and interesting. another High School Musical connection because Drew Seeley is the love interest in that one. Yes. Who famously did the singing for Troy Bolton in the first movie. Yeah, and if you didn't know that, you're not our friend. <laughs> um, because, we, cause, because we say it all the time. Uh, <laughs> I, I bring it up a lot. It's constant. When someone says, share a fun fact about yourself, um, that's the one I share. Mm-hmm. Drew Seely did the singing for Troy Bolton. Yes. <laughs> um, so there's not just a Cinderella story. There's not just another Cinderella story, mm-hmm. which came out four years later. Of course. Three years after that, we got a Cinderella story, Once Upon a Song. <gasps> then there was a Cinderella story, If the Shoe Fits. Whoa. A Cinderella story, Christmas Wish. <laughs> and... A Cinderella Story, Starstruck, which just came out last year. Okay, so you guys can follow our A Cinderella Story podcast. (laughs) There's so many. There's so many. They were all, I think they were all, most of them at least, were produced by Dylan Sellers. Oh, yes. Who did the first one. Yes. And also did Agent Cody Banks. And what's fun is that this movie is directed by Mark Rossman, who has directed several episodes of Lizzie McGuire. Huge. 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 Okay, another fun fact about this movie is that the acting coach from Lizzie McGuire is in this movie. Like, as he's not in it. He's, like, the crew. He's, like, Like Hillary's Hillary's acting acting coach. Yeah. And he is helping her learn how to drive in between takes. Yes. She was driving that car. Yes. Like, to set and driving around. And learning how to drive because her character drove. Yeah. So funny. But... The acting coach said in a quote, he was like, I've been her acting coach like since Lizzie McGuire because Disney was convinced that she couldn't act. What? Disney, uh, that's what he said, which goes into the like, was she cast just because of how good she is at fashion? But he said Disney was convinced she couldn't act. And like, he was like, obviously, I I think she can. No, of course. But you shared that story about how she got hired because of her outfits. And then I found his quote about this. So I'll have to dig deeper to see like if he has a full I oh you know what actually I think I clicked on the full interview and it was like no longer available. <gasps> mm, Disney. Fascinating. Wow. Yeah. 
But I think he, like, had a huge part in teaching her how to drive, which is so cute. That's really cute. I love that. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. And, of course, she can act. Of course. Of course she can. And we'll come after you if you if you disagree with us. Okay, another thing I like about this movie, and this is just because I, like, went to a sports high school, I think, but it's that she goes and tells him off before the game. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I hope you throw off his game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's what she was going for. I loved it. Totally. Throw off his game all you want, but also so unrealistic that he wouldn't do that final play. Like, just get the game over with. But he had to somehow prove to her and to his dad. And to his dad that he's not going to play football at USC. He doesn't care about football. He doesn't care. And it was cool that he gave that freshman that chance, but still, it was really fun. And do you know that they filmed that kissing scene on the third day of filming? I didn't know that. I knew it was early on in the process. Mm-hmm. There's also some stories of them. Um, oh yeah, let's talk about this. Forced to being practiced to kiss, like yeah. practice in front kissing. of Mark Rossman's trailer. Yeah. So I heard that. Didn't yeah. love that. <laughs> I did like that Chad Michael Murray and Hilary Duff um, met before, like they met for filming. They like got coffee beforehand so that they could develop their own. Like friendship, mm-hmm. but then also maybe that's creepy too. I think it's nice if it's professional, which it sounds like it was. Yeah, he was going through a divorce. No, he was engaged. Oh, he was engaged. <laughs> so it's fine. It's totally above board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a girlfriend. Being made to kiss in front of the trailer isn't great, but I could also understand like may- maybe the real story is they were embarrassed to have their first kiss in front of people, and well, they and they wanted to do it like in a more private setting. What they say is that the director called them to his trailer and was like, let's practice kissing. Oh, that's different. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty gross. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that at mm-hmm. all. Uh, really, mostly because Hillary, number one, was underage. Mm-hmm. And number two, Chad Michael Murray was a grown-up. So it's creepy on both counts. Yeah. One way it's creepy, another way it's creepy two ways double creepy double creepy and you have to wonder did did Hillary Duff have a representative with her I, I don't you know? know but if you say hey it's for the movie it's for like this is the the rehearsal you know yeah it's like, just like that's where it becomes such a gray area yeah absolutely. and as a future stage mom I'd like to think that I'd be present in that situation I like to think you would be too and I think yeah. you would be I'm and, and I like to think that Susan was we yeah. don't know. We don't know, but we got to hope. She was a producer on this project. Was she? Yeah. Oh, wait. Another thing about this movie is that Hillary and Haley sing a song for it. Yeah, they sure do. Called Our Lips Are Sealed, a.k.a. my favorite Mary-Kate and Ashley movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I was just talking about that one. My friend didn't believe there was a movie where they were in witness protection. Oh, my God. That's, like, one of the only ones I got to see when I was little because I was sick once and I got to spend the night... Or spend the daytime being taken care of by, like, our neighbor, who is my mom's friend who lived down the street, and, like, could take care of me for that day. I was sick a lot. <laughs> you were. That's okay. But you're lucky you get to watch Mary Kate Ashley movies. I got to see Mary Ashley because my, my brother wouldn't let us, like, get any of those. Ugh. What a jerk. <laughs> jerk. Hey, Griffin, if you're listening... Which we know you're not because you told Hope you hate the sound of her voice. <laughs> That's true. He was like, I'm so proud of you with your podcast. I'll never listen because I hate the sound of your voice. And honestly... Fair, I guess. Um, don't listen to your enemy's voice. But Griffin, if you're listening, Venmo me fifteen dollars to get a My Lips Are Sealed, Our Lips Are Sealed VHS. 
Oh my god, Paige, I forgot to tell you something. What? It's something that it's going to blow your mind. Okay, we'll see. And it would (laughs) completely change your perception of this movie. Okay. I can't wait. What is it? Um, Originally, the, the role... Of Nomad, aka Chad Michael Murray, was originally originally supposed to be Rupert Grint from Harry Potter. Ron Weasley. Ron Weasley. Ron Weasley, but he couldn't do it because of he was filming Prisoner of Azkaban. Stop! So they literally didn't even take into account his Harry Potter schedule. <laughs> yes. They're like, wait, you have another movie going on? Wait, that's so <laughs> weird. We didn't know that. Wait, is there going to be four more after that? Wait, I have so many questions. So had he been cast, would Austin have been English? I, I or, or would maybe. Rupert have done an American accent? Oh, my God. But I think being British would add to the, like, Prince I thing. think so. I think so. I think they kind of settled with an American then. But wow. it's, like, such a different vibe. It's a goofy guy like, he's so goofy. But, I mean, he would have played, like, a suave football star. Imagine what his career would be like now, because I feel like that would have helped him, like, d- differentiate his portfolio a little bit. Imagine how differently women of our generation would feel about men with red hair. <laughs> <laughs> I personally love a redhead, but, yeah. you know, there's a stigma. <laughs> yeah, no, I've got some redheaded exes. Hey, yeah. boys. <laughs> one boy um, but rarely do you see like the male lead being like a sexy redhead yeah i mean besides fregley i can't think of a single one fregley? who's fregley oh he's like the ugly kid from diary of a wimpy kid and he's supposed to be hot no he's not no he's not oh, okay and i was like famously <laughs> called him once in uh in, like in, someone called you fregley yeah on john and on john cozart's instagram <laughs> wait what so someone... it was like she looks like fregley <laughs> that is so funny it's like probably the the worst thing that's ever happened to me but the funniest at the same time like I'll take it yeah sure I'll take it hey you know what at least they're (laughs) thinking about you (laughs) now every time they watch Diary of a Wimpy Kid they are thinking of you all press is good press but isn't that insane that you look like Fregley no Rupert Grint (laughs) yeah that's bonkers like the entire character would be different I can't believe that they didn't realize he'd be filming a Harry Potter movie that like just doesn't make any sense to me <laughs> yeah it really I guess maybe they couldn't make his schedule work with Hillary's maybe yeah yeah Hillary was very busy yeah booked and if you will. and I guess maybe the Harry Potter shooting schedule is very long well they filmed those movies like back to back basically so it's funny that like in the middle of this like 12 year journey or however long it took them to film yeah. the Harry Potter movies it's like yeah maybe they would have immediately considered that he right. wouldn't have been able to do it they weren't like oh you don't have any free time at all okay <laughs> fascinating fascinating well Rupert if you're listening we would love to see a reboot yeah, we should get him to do the deleted scene at the end. Yeah, hey, Rupert, you are I know you're a new dad, but you've probably yeah. got a lot of time on your hands. Right, well, yeah, baby sleep. Baby sleep. You can always podcast when the baby sleeps, that's what they say. Yeah, or just podcast with the baby. Uh, we would love to have your baby on the podcast. Yeah, Rupert, if you're listening, please give us your baby's contact info. <laughs> if you are listening, please follow us and like us and... Please like us. Please, please like us. God, I, I, you know what? Please love us. That's a lot to ask. All right, let's go into the love interest. We've been talking about him this whole time. It's Austin Ames, as portrayed by Chad, Chad Michael, Michael Murray. Um, he's so. This is the thing I'm conflicted because, yeah. as a kid, he's my favorite Hillary Duff love interest. Mm-hmm. As an adult, I'm like, mm, your behavior is actually not endearing to me. 
I think that's good and healthy. <laughs> right. But it definitely affects the score because For I'm sure. like, as a child, I probably would have rated him a 10. Mm-hmm. As an adult, I'm thinking more like three or four. Yeah, I was going to say a four. Yeah. Uh, four oh. sounds good because it's, yeah. first of all, he starts the relationship while he's in another relationship. Mm-hmm. Red flag. And technically, yeah, it started as like a correspondence just between friends, but it quickly evolved into something that was not above board. Yeah, he said that he thought he was already in love with somebody else when yeah. he was breaking up with Shelby. Yeah. Yeah. Not okay. He's also just, like, so self-obsessed. Literally. He is so obsessed with himself. Yeah. And already didn't stick up for Sam. Yeah. Let his friends be total bullies to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Four is generous. I'll stick with it, but we're being generous with a four. Yeah, it's like, I like that he tried to tip her at the diner scene, but she also was like, no, forget about it. And if he was a good guy, he would have just left the tip on the table. Yeah, and tipping is, like, not even a good guy thing. It's just, like, anybody. Like, you just... Oh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But I'd like that he did try to give her the money and she's like, keep it or whatever. But, yeah, of course. But... But I'm saying even if he did yeah, leave the tip... Yeah, that's just like, the that's bare minimum. Exactly. Yeah. The bare minimum. Uh, yeah. Y- yeah. He has a lot of flaws. I think probably the biggest is his facial recognition abilities. Yeah, also really concerning. Like, you really, like, and she, her fear, and I remember thinking, well, this is, like, a silly fear. Like, of course he'll love you for you. But she's like, I'm worried that he won't be able to see past, like, the diner girl thing. And honestly, he can't. Right. He literally can't. She's serving him as the diner girl. Looks exactly like Cinderella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, either that or he doesn't understand that you can curl hair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? so four. Four. Um, Hard four. Should we tag ourselves? Yeah, I'm curious. Who do you think you were? I feel like I'm Carter. <laughs> mm. Well, you know, I'm... Yeah, I think I'm Carter. I think I'm, Car- I'm Carter if I'm not Hillary. You can be Hillary. You can yeah. tag yourself as Sam. Okay, fine. I'll be Sam, <laughs> but but I have such a different relationship with my stepmom. Yeah. But yeah. the fact that I have a stepmom, I guess, makes me Sam. Undeniable. And but not there's... just a stepmom, a blonde stepmom. Yeah. Huge. It's, the evidence is right there. Who uh, uh, loves to waste water. Just kidding. <laughs> Who loves fresh salmon from Norwegia. Norwegia. I didn't get that joke when I was a kid. Cause oh, I was so funny. Yes, but it's so funny to be like, yeah, well, it's Norway. Yeah. Norwegia. Um, Who are gosh, you? I really... Maybe I'm the cook. Carlos? Was that his name? Yeah. <laughs> You're Carlos? Yeah. I'm like supportive... Um, but I fade into the background. Yeah. That's how I want to be, at least. Speaking of the cook, a.k.a. speaking of the diner, should we tell the listeners what you did? Oh, yeah. This is good. This is good. I was having a hard, I was having a hard time, and Paige took me on a little surprise journey, and we went to the location of the diner, the real diner, Fiona's diner, Hal's diner, a.k.a. George's diner in Long Beach. Yes. And we got diner food, and it was amazing. It was great. It was a little surprise. Hope was really excited, which I'm glad. I told my stepmom about it, and she was like, that's a real place. (laughs) We're, like, gonna, like, when she visits, we're gonna go there. I'm so glad. I love it. I had never been before. I just looked it up online and saw that it was, like, 30 miles away. Yeah, it was so good. I was so happy to be there, and it's cute to see, like, 
how it's changed. It's had yeah. a couple different owners. They've had a couple different projects filmed there. Our uh, server was so sweet. She was like, are y'all fans of the movie? <laughs> like, we clearly were. Yeah, we couldn't stop. Like, I couldn't stop smiling. <laughs> Check out our uh, TikTok. There's going to be a lot of content from George's 50s Diner. <laughs> yes, follow us on TikTok and Instagram at History Dust. Yes, please. But before that... Yes, in the a, meantime... We have a deleted scene. A super exciting deleted deleted scene. So I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, but in seventh grade, I was in a production of Cinderella. I don't think you mentioned it. Yes. Well, I was, and I played the fairy godmother. Of course you did. We actually flew in the real Cinderella, Rothi Gupta, to screenwrite a scene for us. Yeah. She had to be here to write it. She had to be here (laughs) to write it. And luckily we had private jets just for this occasion. And we've hired the two most talented actresses I know. Yeah. That I've ever even heard of. You and me. Yes. And we're going to be reading this scene by Brothy. By Brothy. (laughs) Who um, doesn't live that far away, but we still had to fly her in. Yeah. It's like a 20 minute drive. (laughs) If I were to guess, she would have been probably my first guess. Your first guess, yeah. 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 So, well, you did get a chance to guess. (laughs) So, what do you want to say about that? Um, I'm shy. Have you heard about Watergate? (laughs) Because I kind of feel like we're in dangerous territory right now. Tell the truth. We're getting off the rails. All right. (laughs) Let's bring it back. Anyway, Brothy Gupta, who you can follow at uh, B-R-O-T-I-G-U-P-T-A at Twitter, at Twitter. <laughs> at Twitter.com. Send her an email. <laughs> Send her an email at bg at Twitter.com slash org. I just absolutely can't believe that you landed Cinderella herself. <laughs> okay. An additional scene from a Cinderella story based on my understanding of the Wikipedia page for it. Okay. Also, if I can just chime in here, this is the first time we're reading this. Oh, yeah. This is a blind read. And also, you didn't watch the movie? <laughs> Anna, Gabriella. Okay, there's a lot of characters. <laughs> <laughs> well, good thing we'll we're, figure it good out. Good thing we're really talented actresses. Yeah, exactly. Okay. 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 It's on HBO Max. Okay. Um, Sam is running away from the dance at midnight. Oh, no. It's going to be midnight. Not only does that mean it'll be tomorrow, but it also means I have to make it back home to Jennifer Coolidge. While she is running, she drops her mask. Well... If you love something, let it go. (laughs) They say that about masks, too. She continues running. The next morning, Sam wakes up, hungover. (laughs) Okay, love that interpretation. I guess part of my curse was of being a diner worker and living in the jail that Jennifer Coolidge built for me is that I don't need alcohol to be hungover. Oh, whoa, a twist. Okay. Brianna forcefully opens the door to Sam's bedroom, not unlike Kramer entering Jerry's apartment. Did you hear? I am going to marry Austin. I don't know who that is, so I guess that's fine. He's the only hottest guy in town, and he's looking for the girl that he danced with whose face was under a mask. Okay, hold on. Is Gabriella, like, in Brianna, are they soulmates with the uncles from Casper Meets Wendy? Mm, I think so. Okay. <gasps> I recently wore a mask. That story was boring. We hate you. There's a knock on the door. Okay, um, Jennifer Coolidge. I'll open the door. After all, I am the closest to it. And that's the Coolidge promise. 
She I opens love, the door. I love how Jennifer Coolidge plays Moira Rose. Yes, and, and but also her name is Coolidge in the show. Hello, Jennifer Coolidge. I'm a huge fan. I'm Chad Michael Murray. <laughs> Thanks. I don't know who you are. All of my friends are character actors. Do you have any daughters with faces? <laughs> sure I do. I have two daughters who are demons, and then one who seems to have a sad life. Can I see them? Yes, but only if you answer three riddles. Go. I can't think of any right now. <laughs> I'll just lead you up to them. <laughs> they all go upstairs. Jennifer Coolidge, girls, Austin has a mask he wants to show off. No, no fair. fair. I, I, I wish, wish we had, had masks. masks. I wish, I wish that we had masks that we, we wore to the dance. I wish we could stop speaking in unison. But then we would have to have independent thoughts. Austin, I might be who you're looking for. Try this on. He hands her the mask from the dance. Here is me with the mask. She puts it on. <gasps> it is you. I think we should get married on the spot. What do you mean? Vis-a-vis -vis you working for me for a very low wage. It doesn't bode well. Well, that's fine. Well, thanks for coming by, Austin. I have to go to the dentist now because I'm getting a new mouth guard. <laughs> <laughs> I will be waiting for you at home. Don't drop your mouth guard or you will have to marry your dentist. Ha ha. <laughs> Everyone laughs. The end. Oh my god, I can't believe that she did that for free. Well, the assignment was to write a scene that wasn't in the movie. Yeah. She clearly just copied this. <laughs> From the movie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't just do a real deleted scene. You have to write your own. Nice try. <laughs> yeah, honestly. That was fun, though. We should do more of these. Magical is the word that comes Not, to yeah, mind. I would say. Unexpected. Mm-hmm. And groundbreaking. Uh, hilarious. We, I mean, first mm -hmm. and foremost. Mm -hmm. uh, but groundbreaking. <laughs> but circling back on groundbreaking. Yeah, I heard yeah. groundbreaking. And the audience is suggesting groundbreaking. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for listening. Follow follow Brothy on Twitter. She's hilarious. She's a very funny person. She writes for The Simpsons as well as hosts a podcast called Cinderella, The Simpsons, a podcast. What like the po do? the podcast is called Lecture Hall. You yes. guys can subscribe to that just so you can subscribe to this podcast history yeah. duffs and, and in fact we beg you to follow us on tiktok and instagram as well at history duffs and if you have any thoughts we do have an email do you ever check that yeah i check it oh okay yeah so send us an email at history or well send it to history at gmail.com hell yeah <laughs> hell yeah well this is my favorite movie so thanks for being here i'm hope carew i'm paige smith and, and this was history duffs, history duffs. I don't want to be like Cinderella, sitting in a gold dusty cellar, waiting for somebody to come and set me free.